Hello, welcome back to Mr. Sharman English. We are in the middle of chapter 22, discussing the trait of the humble person. And we are now discussing, we already covered how the Anav should be, his outlook should be. And now, once the outlook is clear and he's mastered that and understands it, he can begin to act like one. So we discussed certain, uh, you know, uh, certain acts or certain forms of conduct that the Anam needs to do, which is acting in an unassuming manner with the way he sits, the way he eats, the way he walks, the way he drinks, everything about him, the way he talks needs to be certain pleasant. And now we're up to the second category, which we said there's four categories. We said he has to, number one, act in an unassuming manner. Number two, he needs to be able to tolerate insults. Number three, he needs to not run towards positions of authority. And lastly, he needs to give honor to everyone. So now let's do the second component. The second category of another in one's conduct is he needs to be able to tolerate insults. See, the sages of the Blessed Memory explicitly said, and this is such a powerful thing, to whom does a Kaddish Baruch Hu forgive transgressions? Whose transgressions a Kaddish Baruch Hu forgives? To those who overlook the sins committed against him, meaning uh, the person who who is forgiving because what does that mean? Those who suffer insult but do not insult in response, those who hear their disgrace from others but do not reply, regarding them, the scripture states, they who love him shall be as the sun going forth from its might, which is a metaphor which is one is humble enough to suffer insults without responding is surely beloved by the people, just like the sun, you know, is, is beloved by the people. But also an important concept is this in what the Ramchal said before. Remember, God runs the world measure for measure, mida connected mida. So there are many times we need we need forgiveness from God. We need forgiveness. So if you want forgiveness from God, the biggest remedy you could do, and the biggest uh, you know win is forgive people that were that did wrong to you, because just like you forgave someone who did wrong to you, God will forgive someone who does wrong to him. It's the, the Mida connect Mida. And the sages relate a story. We talk specifically about a story that uh, to, to demonstrate what it means to tolerate insults and humility. The great Baba Bambuta, he's one of the greatest Tamidi Chacham of his generation. And this is the story that goes. There was a certain Babylonian man who married, who left there to stroll and married another woman who spoke a different language. There was a, like a miscommunication. There was a, they didn't speak. There was a language barrier, shall we say. And he said to her, cook me some lentils. Um, cook me some lentils. And the way the word is bashili. Um, I forgot the word that the Gemara uses, but it, it was a similar in her language. It was something else in, in, in language that were lamps or something. Something like that. It was a very similar uh, in a different language in her language. So Zili Tivre Yasoing Al Resha Debava. So she heard when he, when he asked for two melons, which is called Beduzini in his dialect, and she brought him two lambs called Buzdini in her dialect. So he was completely taken aback. What I, I asked you for melons, not lambs. And he said, Go break them on the doorway on the doorway, meaning Bava in Aramaic. So what'd she do? Because he was upset. He's like, well, he was frustrated that you brought me, I asked for melons, you brought me the lamps. Because the lamps were, um, the lamps were, uh, were 
this what was meant in in her language so then he to make the story even more interesting he said go break them on the doorway which is a baba in aramaic so what'd you do she above the bambuta was sitting in Besdin. so she thought that meant to go break him above the bambuta so uh Bava and Buta was sitting in Besden, actually in Besden, trying a court case. And this woman came and took these melons and broke it on his head. And they said, and he said, what are you doing? And she said, my husband told me to do so. And after further investigating, I guess she, he, he realized there was a language barrier and he was so moved. Uh, and the first reaction he had was, a person, I'm sorry, they didn't do this. This was his immediate reaction. He said, but per, a person, a woman who listens to her husband like that and, uh, you know, has such a, a respect for her husband, your children should grow up to be, um, you know, basically you unquestionably, fulfill the, you unquestionably fulfill the will of your husband, is the words of the Gemara. So may HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless you with children to be like Bav Mabuta. And so to it, it says that Hillel, Azakin, like, it says that she had two um she also had two, two tzaddikim. That's what it says. I forgot who. Let me see if it says here. Their notes. Um, let's see. Two sons. Um, who were they? Bav and Buta. It doesn't say who they were, but they, they, we know that the bracha was Makai. Also, Hillel, they say the incredible thing about Hillel, had tremendous humility. And that's the story, right? That, that the sages taught. One should always strive to be humble like Hillel Azakain. Because we know the famous story about Hillel Azakain with the the Gemara and Shabbos brings it down where the, these two people had a bet that you can't get Hillel angry. You can't get Hillel angry. I think he bet like 400. So it was a tremendous amount of money. And he said, and the one said, oh, you're on. And they went to Hillel. It was Erev Shabbos, like right before Shabbos. They say he was in the bath. He was showering. I don't know. And he asks a question, a totally random question out of nowhere. Hillel calmly you know, gave him the answer, smiled. Thank you so much. You know, made him feel very welcome. Okay, fine. Ten minutes later, he asked another question, knocked on the door, and so on. And he did this a few, a few times until each time Hill was very calm and answered the question, retreated him with tremendous respect, made him feel honored that the question was a good question, and so on. So um, he never lost temper. Now, this is, I don't know if you ever, like, what it's like Arab Shabbos in your house, but sometimes it can be really hectic, you know, in my house, and we're all running around. No one has time to answer silly Shilas, but he gave him the time and never lost his cool. To the point where the person who was trying to get Hillel angry, he got and said, I don't understand something. How do you have so much patience? How do you have so much patience? And he, and he explained that and he said that you lost me 400 years and so on. But that's the story of Hillel. So we say we should all be like Hillel. We also find Rabbi Abo. Rabbi Abo is also, uh, despite his great humility, found that he, so Rabbi Abo is, is also interesting. You just see how, these, how great this is the devil He thought he was humble. He thought that he, he worked on himself to be humble, but then he realized that he cannot be called an honor. Why? Because he went to the shear of Rabbi Abo. And back then, the way the, the, the shear was given was the, the, the person giving the lecture would, would speak, and then there would be a, a translator to actually translate, because they were talking, you know, I don't know about riddles, or they were, they were talking very deep Indians of, Indian of learning, and they would need a translator to translate the shear back. Or it was in a different language. I don't know. I don't know exactly. There's always a translator there. So Rabbi Abo knew both languages, and when he heard the translator translate the pshat, the explanation that um, that uh, who was that Rabbi, uh, what did he say? That uh, when he went to the shear, Rabbi Abo, despite his great humility, found up. Oh, so he he found 
the translator not giving the right shot. And he knew that the person giving the letter, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba was not, um, Rabbi, Abba, knew, Rabbi Abba knew the translator gave the wrong shot also and didn't say anything. He didn't say anything because he felt that shot was okay also. But the fact, as Rabbi Abahu said to himself, I thought I was, I, I worked on myself because then he realized that I need to still work on myself because that would bother me. That the, that the translator gave his own shot into my uh, to my uh, to my uh, lecture. Um, what else is he talking about? Then um, then the third category we're talking about is also um, positions of authority. So we have to despise positions of authority. That doesn't mean that you have to hate position. Meaning people that are in the position. It just means that before doing a position of authority, you really need to think about it and understand that you have tremendous responsibility because once you're in a position of authority, then um, people look up to you and people will follow you. So every action that you do has to be really thought out and careful. So, uh, okay, we'll continue more on the next uh, podcast.